Welcome to the 64th episode of the Charm Studio podcast. And you're in the right place if you're a heart-centered artist or you're a heart-centered writer and you want to improve your writing or improve your sales or improve how you just feel about yourself, but you want to do it only if you get to be yourself. So that's what the Charm Studio is all about. Over at www.thecharmstudio.com, I have another bizarre but really good, I think, <laughs> podcast for creatives, and it's about rejection, uh, and it's about a specific type of rejection. So if you have a blog or if you have a newsletter and you've had somebody unsubscribe, you're going to want to stick around for this one. And also, just if you have been dealing with rejection in general, what I'm going to say at the very end of this short podcast, I think, could help you. Um, it's something that I've learned that's helped me, and I'd like to pass it on to you to, in hopes that it would help you. So how to feel better when someone unsubscribes from your art blog or your art newsletter. So let's say you're having a great day, rolling along, making art, doing your writing, trying to do your marketing, and then ping, the little sadistic elves at MailChimp or whatever um, email service provider you have gleefully dropped a little message in your inbox. <laughs> and It says, it just informs you in a really kind of snappy, fun way. I don't know why they are positive about this, that someone's unsubscribed from your blog. And if you're like me, you feel crestfallen, temporarily at least, and you may be asking yourself, geez, is my blog that bad? Or maybe you get defensive instead, maybe even get a little angry because the person who unsubscribed is a friend or a colleague or a mentor. Well, listen, I've spent time on all those emotional bus stops. In fact, you know what? Hordes of us have. And it's common to feel shame even when people leave your list, especially in the beginning. But the thing is, the ironic thing is that unsubscribes are truly good for your blog and your business. And eventually, I promise you, they're not going to phase you maybe at all, but certainly not nearly as much as they might in the beginning. And one day you'll probably start doing something called culling your list, which is so exciting, which is when you happily banish people from your list that don't open your emails. So you're unsubscribing them yourself. And um, that's especially good if you have a list uh, that's larger um, and that you're paying per person for. But it also works when you have a small list, when you want to feel back in the driver's seat of your blog. But for now, anyway, I get it. It feels terrible. So let's look at four ways that have come up with to feel better and even benefit from an unsubscribe. Okay. The force, the first of the four is my, what I call the failed relationship fancy macaroon way to deal with unsubscribes. So this is good if someone unsubscribes because that person was not your ideal reader anyway. You know, you want your blog subscribers to be folks who are active, to be folks who are engaged, to be folks that are excited to hear from you, right? And if they aren't, it hurts, but we have to let them go in peace to make room for people who want to be on board. And it might help you to picture the whole unsubscribe scenario as a failed romantic relationship. Like how I see it is if you're dating somebody and they don't call you back anymore, do you think it's a good idea to endlessly dwell on what that person thinks about you and what and to start thinking about gosh what was it that I said what was it that I did what was it that I wore that quote unquote pushed them away no it's terrible right you don't want to think like that it's best to gather up your dignity to hold on to yourself and to let go of them and walk on because soon enough 
you're going to stumble into somebody who celebrates you, not tolerates you. And soon enough, you're going to find someone in relationship land who knows that you're as fine as a fabulous stack of those fancy French macaroons, you know, the ones that are like magenta cream color, so gorgeous. The same is true with your blog readers. As my boyfriend always tells me when someone unsubscribes to my blog in Spanish, he says, se uno se va, llega dos. If one person leaves, two more are on their way. And I didn't used to believe him, but you know what? He's right. So keep your chin up because the same holds true for you, you little macaroon you. And if you don't believe me, you can try the second way, which is the it's not about you way. Okay, so number two, here's how to handle unsubscribes. If it's not about you is that many people unsubscribe for reasons that are not personal. They may never have even paid enough attention to what you write or what anybody else writes on their blog for it to be about you. They might not remember what the blog is about. Many people also, this is so common, they just freak out now and then. I'm sure you've done it yourself because they have too much darn mail in their inbox. They can't focus on the important stuff in their life like making art. They feel like a failure personally lately and they unsubscribe to a whole bunch of blogs that day because they want to... Uh, maybe unclutter their inbox. But more importantly, this happens, sometimes they want to follow you on another platform, like Facebook, Feedly, like WordPress, or like with me, like, let's say you have a podcast, sometimes people might want to hear the information, not read the information. So if you're trying your best to help your readers, and you're not always pushing them to buy stuff, the reason that somebody from Pacoima unsubscribes today is none of your business. In fact, if you're using MailChimp like I am, and you can change your modification settings so you don't get informed each time a person unsubscribes, I think that's a really good idea. That's what I did. I mean, eventually you see them when you go back to your list, but um, you could even hold a piece of cardboard across their names and not look at who it is that's unsubscribed when you archive them or delete them from your list. But as marketing maven Beth Hayden writes, quote, as long as the overall numbers of your blog or your art newsletter are going up, even if it's really slowly going up, and as long as you're retaining more people than you lose, you're on the right track. And when unsubscribes happen, don't weep, she says, rejoice. And um, I have a link in the show notes to read about the financial benefits of unsubscribes for people with larger lists. It's really important, actually. Uh, But... Let's go to that third way. How about if it is personal? So number three, the oh my God, it's personal, but it's still okay way. Well, what if a reader unsubscribes because they absolutely remember you, they absolutely remember your blog, and they're absolutely offended by you? Well, uh, let me just tell you this, that I've done it myself. Let's just say that not everyone thinks I'm funny. And last year, I sent out what I thought to be a story-based article I wrote on the importance of letting go of approval for artists to my email list. And the only thing was the post was originally titled something like, What Your Underwear Style Says About You as an Artist. And Listen, it's, it, it made sense if you go on and read the post because it's about this wild story, and I'll include it in the show notes, about meeting a woman on the beach whose back half of her dress was accidentally wadded up into her underwear and how fantastic a person I ended up thinking she was after the encounter. And 
how I learned about letting go of approval from her and from what she said to me. But, you know, my longtime readers are used to my titles. They get my humor. They understand that even if it seems odd, there's something hopefully meaningful at the end of the rainbow. And actually, the weird thing was that underwear post I wrote ended up being one of the most well-received posts I've ever written. It's one of the most popular podcasts I've ever done. And um, so I'll put that in the show notes for you. And it was a wonderful experience, except for the unsubscribes. Like, who did I lose? Oh, a bunch of people. A few new, innocent, shocked subscribers who recently subscribed and saw this title and instantly, instead of like clicking over to the post to see more about what it was about, they just pounded on that unsubscribe button. Did did that hurt? Yes, ma'am. But you know what? I recovered. I'm here today. And about three weeks later, after it all happened, I realized that the people were who were offended by me probably were never going to truly enjoy future posts on my blog. And and this way, unsubscribes can serve you as a big, valuable clue that point you towards who you do want to write for. Who is your ideal audience, right? Unsubscribes can encourage you to serve your ideal audience, to serve your readers that you cheer on, you know, with your best and often riskiest work, right? So there are people who are going to go to that edge with you. They're going to grow with you. They're going to encourage you for that. And it's often so much better to write and make art for people who accept you at your creative, brilliant edge than the people that are just going to tolerate you when you tone it down. And I hate that expression. We've all been toned. A lot of creatives have been told to tone it down and be normal. And to tone it down and stay normal for your blog or your art newsletter is a nightmare. I really just don't recommend it. So but what if it's a friend? who unsubscribes from your art blog. I mean, all that's nice, but what if you actually know the person? Well, if it's a friend who unsubscribes, it sure does sting. And I've been there too. The thing is, though, that your friends and colleagues are actually, <laughs> they the ones that don't blog, that don't have an art newsletter, who aren't really savvy about mailing lists, trust me, they're clueless to the fact that you get notified when they unsubscribe. So they don't even understand that they're probably sending you to therapy. They're not trying to send you to therapy. They just don't even understand that you'll know. They just think that they're a little face in the crowd. They don't understand all the privacy things that are unveiled in mailing lists and that they, you can absolutely see who unsubscribes. And um, so this brings us to the last and most evolved way I feel to, to see unsubscribes. And this is the way I'm hoping to be about them. I'm not always like this, but I want you guys to try to be like this and show me the way, which is number four, the carousel way to feel better when someone unsubscribes. Your readers aren't supposed to stay subscribed forever. That's a really important point. And if you're doing your job as a creative blogger and a creative newsletter writer, you know what? Your readers will be growing. They'll be changing. And eventually they're going to take flight in the form of unsubscribing. And if you get an unsubscribe from someone who's been active and even commented on your blogs frequently, yes, it hurts. But why not choose the high road and see them as having learned what they needed to learn from you? Now, I see the meaningful blogs that we read and that we subscribe to as carousels. And here's why. On our journey, reading a good blog, well, it's a carousel ride that can restore, inform, and inspire us. 
but only for like a metaphorical fleeting magical summer. I try to think of it as, you know, like if you ever read Ray Bradbury's book, Dandelion Wine, he has such a great gift for catch, catching that idea of a fleeting summer and the fleeting time of the carousels of, a, of time gone by. And what Bradbury teaches us is that the circus is supposed to leave town. And that's what really good blogging can teach us, too, and really um, elevated views of unsubscribes can teach us, too. And any form of rejection is that the circus is supposed to leave town. We don't want to be spending our marketing blasts and sending them out, spending our time doing these marketing blasts and sending them out to our mailing list when we're 90 years old, right? We need to grow. We need to change. And we can allow our readers to grow and change, too. You're not always going to be in the same place, and neither are they. So that said, why not silently thank our unsubscribers for riding with us on our carousel and wish them well on their continued journey? You know, why not raise a glass to them and toast in permanence while we're at it? Because as Thich Nhat Hanh says, quote, we have to nourish our insight into impermanence every day. And if we do, we'll live more deeply, we'll suffer less, and we'll enjoy life much more. So here's to impermanence. Um... Let me end with the thought I was going to give you about rejection in general that I think is important for us as artists. And it's, um, you know, we all get deflated from an unsubscribe. We all get deflated from any form of quote unquote rejection because we go into this mode where we feel fear. What are we afraid of? Well, if we're honest, we fear that we're a fool. We fear that we're a fake. And what I like is there's a spiritual teacher, Leila Dila, that Delia that I found on Insight Timer, and I love when what she has to say about that. She says, what are you letting control you at this very moment? So when somebody unsubscribes, you can ask yourself, when somebody rejects a, a, a work of yours for a juried show, you can ask yourself, what am I letting control me at this very moment? Am I letting fear control me or am I letting courage control me? And if you think of it at, that way and, you know, Am I just thinking, I'm just letting, being afraid that I'm a fool or I'm a fake and letting that control me? Or am I going to get back in the driver's seat and think of my fear not as this legitimate, permanent state? I'm not going to stay in this fear. It's not going to be this solid thing that I'm a fake. It's not going to stay for long. It's just a temporary feeling. It's not an actual feeling. It's a temporary feeling, she says, of discomfort. To Leila Delia says to try to view fear not as fear, a physical feeling that's racing through your body, but just to see it, to reframe it as a feeling of discomfort that we all have to pass through on the road to achieving our dreams. And I just love that idea to see your fear as a temporary awkwardness, just to see it as this feeling that winners feel. What you're feeling right now, if somebody unsubscribed, what you're feeling right now, if somebody rejected your work is just a temporary feeling that brave people, people that are brave enough like you and I to be in the ring, are feeling on the way to greatness because we have to try things and fail in order to get to a place of of newness, of difference, you know? If we just stay safe, safe we're not going to be transported to the realms that we need to be in and we just need to be in the ring take a few punches get back up but there's a great honor of just being in the ring and staying in the ring and making an ass out of our temporarily 
in order to achieve our dreams. And I know you guys are doing that. And so I salute you for it. So I can't wait to talk to you on the next Charm Studio podcast. If you ever are interested in writing coaching, you can come on over. I work with artists as a life coach and a writing coach and um, to help you create um, a new world for yourself through your words. Just come on over to www.thecharmstudio.com slash writing coaching for artists and check out my packages there. Be good to yourself. Support yourself. This is a wild time. A crazy time can be an unsettling time. So it's more important than ever to be kind to your beautiful self. Okay, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks so much. Bye bye.